This podcast is brought to you by Backyard Box Office Kansas City. Listen up, NFL fans. Imagine you're in the backyard, ribs on the smoker, two hours to kick off, and all the neighbors will be at your house soon. But you only have 50 inches of screen and a few couch spots. This year, call Backyard Box Office Kansas City and have them bring the big screen outdoor theater experience to you with screens from 10 feet all the way up to 23 feet. Everyone in the neighborhood can come together to watch the big game for scheduling and prices. Go to BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com and use code TLC for 10% off. Again, that's BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com, code TLC for 10% off. Listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Hello, Podcast World. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk. At least I don't know how many decibels lower this would be, but pretty low. I could go lower technically. This is getting to be inaudible and very hard to say. <laughs> That's normal for me. That's not bad. That's pretty smooth. <laughs> it's not smooth. It's a fun voice to do, though. Sound like you're going to the Renaissance Festival. That's fine. It's kind of that's kind Huzzah! of it's what I'm pulling from. Yes. Have the cheese aged you? Not not this week. No. I'm Landon Fields, and you can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. Good lord. I'm Caleb Durland. You can find me on Twitter at cdurland53. I'm Tyler Savatinaya. You can find me on Twitter at underscore suavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. I don't know who that was, but he, he ran away. He called himself Landon. I, 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 was, I was inside, and then I came out, and there's some random guy sitting here in the chair, and then I just came out, and no, he, he just like him, saw me and ran away. That was weird. Don't let him escape that like that. No, I mean, no, it's, hey, it's hey, this easy. is a judgment-free zone. For me, at least. Except for Patrick Mahomes, who threw two picks and was terrible. Just kidding. He threw two picks You're and was terrible. amazing. And the Chiefs won. The Chiefs win. 31-13 to 13 over the football team from Washington. Bad, well, bad second quarter. I was going to say bad first half. It really wasn't even a bad first half. It was a yeah. bad second quarter. Yeah. Followed by a great second half from both Patrick Mahomes and the defense played Better. It was. It was much better. Much better. The last ranked defense in the NFL. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Tersh Wharton getting that interception late. That was great to see. But uh, I want to point out my prediction for this game was thirty-one to seventeen. That's true. You were were close. I was right about Taylor Taylor Heineke's yards and his touchdowns. One less pick than I had predicted. That's true. But I was pretty damn close on all those. You were. You had a very solid prediction. Um, I'm still correct in our turnover problems. The turnover they problems are, are still there. not gone. But I let's start there. Yes, the turnover problems, it's bad. It exists. It's, it's weird and fluky sometimes, but it exists. Like, Pat has thrown three interceptions that really, truly are not really his fault. He's also... More than that. Four. He, 
What was the fourth one? I can't. He's got. He's got eight. He's got eight total. Right. Going into this week, he had six total interceptions. Eight. Four of the six that were thrown prior to the game against the football team were off the hands of receivers and totally catchable balls. Going into this game or after this game, he's now got eight, and one with more. five of them being off the hands of wide receivers. The other three are three of the worst picks he's ever thrown in his yeah. career. Uh, including this one this week. That was definitely the worst one he's probably ever uh, thrown I, in his life. I understand I that he's that. like trying to force things. I, the other thing is, is like he's also not trying to hurt the team in taking sacks. At the same right, time, I get in it. those positions, mm-hmm. you've you got have, to you take have, Especially the at the end you of the half, you're in field goal range. Right. We have a chance to go away with three. And that was not on third down either, time. I don't think. No, it was on second. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you had another down to play. You got to you got take the sack, go for it on third down. If you don't get it, you still walk away with it. I mean, he should have right. thrown it away much earlier if he was trying to, but right. when your ankles get wrapped up, you start going to the ground. Just, We've just, seen him do amazing things, but where we're at man. right now— You've got to start playing smart ball. Yep. Yes. And, and that's part of Patrick Mahomes still being, I think, 25. I don't even think he's 26 yet. He's 25. Yeah. 25 years old. There's a lot of room to grow. Definitely There's so. There's no need to panic about Patrick Mahomes. Zero reason. He's still and, one of the youngest stars in the NFL. And the, the thing that is very interesting about this Chiefs team, though, is even with the turnover problems, the offense is still scoring quite efficiently. Yes. Historically, yes. If this Chiefs team can find a way to limit their turnovers, this will be one of, if not, it will be the single best offense that the league has ever seen. If they can limit the turnovers, would agree. And it's one of the best with them, which is mind-boggling. Like, and if for the rest of the season, the Chiefs have like two turnovers for the rest of the season, this will literally. I mean. <laughs> It'll be remembered as one of the best offenses the NFL's ever seen, and we will totally forget about the first six weeks of this season. Yeah, where we had what fourteen or uh, fourteen turnovers, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's in the team. I mean, we're still on pace for thirty-seven total <laughs> turnovers, which is just yeah. absolutely just ridiculous. ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But we're still on pace for record-breaking offensive numbers. Oh, for sure. I mean, if if you look at what our conversion rates are through, I've got a couple different charts here. So our conversion rate, just on this specific chart, uh, for the offensive series conversion rate, it's all the way up in the 90th percentile. We are are nearly 10% above anybody else in the rest of the league. Disgusting. And our defensive conversion rate, is lower than anybody else in the rest of the league. We're, we're underneath. Wow. <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, it's it's awful. And yeah, I just find it very interesting and, and weirdly encouraging in a weird way. Now, the the turnover battle in this game was only minus one. Washington also turned it over twice. But you normally, even against bad teams or mediocre to bad teams, you really shouldn't be able to turn the ball over three times on the road and win by eighteen. No. That's not that's not how the NFL And also works. that second turnover, that interception came very late when it was already thirty one to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were minus two and had three turnovers on the road and were up by three scores. Well and and there's a couple things to, to look at here is because we've seen this happen through the last three seasons. Offensively and defensively. Offensively we we clicked pretty much from the get go in in every 
at the beginning of every season so far. Yeah. Our defense has taken a while to click, but there's always that one game. We've had one game. One year it was against the Chargers. Um, last year it was like game five, game six, where the defense clicked. Now we're at game six. six. And the defense gives up 13. Wasn't a great half. There was, was still not some, There was still some ugliness that was going on, but still fairly effective against a, a bad team. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have the given second up half. 13. Shut and out. then you go into yeah. the second half. So Shut there was the something. There was something that happened, and I, obviously part of that is due to who is playing. If we look at snap counts, uh, and we were yeah. talking about this a little bit earlier. Snap counts are huge this week. Juan Thorn. Uh, there were four players that played a hundred percent of the snaps: Lajarius Sneed, Juan Thornhill, Tyron Matthew, and Rashad Fenton. Who's good? We Rashad love Fenton's Fenton. Been looking nice. on this on this podcast. We love Rashad Fenton. We've been asking for Rashad Fenton. He finally gets out there to make his name, and he is the highest graded player on our entire team. Yep. He played week. like it. He played like it this week. It was no, he was noticeably very tight in coverage many, many times. Very good. Frank Clark plays over 80% of the snaps. Or, uh, Love yeah. to see that. It, it's great. He's not even on the injury report. He's looking to play three weeks in a row. The hamstrings mm-hmm. look fantastic. One and thing that we... And he's out there making, he's making plays. He's making plays. Yeah. He's out there getting pressure. He's disrupting the front... The front lines. That's what we want. Yeah. Now, one thing that we don't like to see is Ben Neiman getting seventy-three percent of the snaps. Nope. But that was that was given, more injury. Given the circumstances, we didn't really given have a Hitchens, choice. Nick yeah. Bolton goes out early with the arm. He comes Hitchens back. Hitchens goes in. out a little later. Hitchens goes out for the rest of the game. I don't know what he's looking like for the injury report right now. We may not see him on Sunday. A lot it's of a, Nick it's a Bolton, possibility. I uh, hate floating around Twitter. Too much Nick Bolton. Too hate, much. And he's leading our team in tackles right now. Is he? He's he's, lead, he's now. Our leader in tackles. Now I will say, the man is useless in pass defense. Yes, but Absolutely. is part of that given to him being a rookie in the NFL? Oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not saying part, he will forever suck at pass coverage. That might we'll be never, partial we'll, to who we'll he's see, playing but, around in pass coverage as well. To this point, it's been pretty like the worst as, ever. As, I mean, as <laughs> we saw going into the second half, we went into the nickelback position. Ben Neiman was on the field and he was rotating. The 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 two of them, Nick Bolton and Ben Neiman were rotating in and out with uh Willie Gay who had 18 snaps. It's 31%. It's not what we want, but coming off of the turf toe, it's kind of what we expect. Yeah. Um and we expect him to ramp up just like they did with Juan. Um, so to see him get out there and be effective when he was out there was was really really good. Yeah. Um, but Mike Dana getting you know sixty percent of the snaps, Tershawn As Wharton getting fifty five percent of the snaps, getting that pick, you know, getting the that pick at the end of the pick. game. Um, it, it it really rounded out Suction defensively cups. very very well. And I will say there's another guy that does need an absolute shout out. Um, I don't think that he turned up in this game as much as as he he obviously hasn't been turning up as much as we wanted him to but he has been turning up this season and looking a lot better and that's McCole Hardman he's got another four reception game he's been at least playing for a 62 role. yards yeah <laughs> that's that's that stat line right there is what you want from a number three target and your number two receiver. And if he continues to make the numbers like this, the defense is going to have to start respecting him. Yeah. He's starting to become a little bit less of that gadget player and a little bit more integrated into this offense as a role. Now, obviously, we don't think that he's good enough to sustain that role. We'd like to see Josh Gordon moving forward quite a bit more. Josh Gordon uh, did not record a catch, and I think he recorded maybe five or six plays mm-hmm. at most. Didn't play very much. Um, I, I'll I'll be looking forward towards, and and you guys will get to this later on, um, 
through the week as our as our preview show comes out, but we're looking to him uh, to break out a little bit more. Another guy that I heard um, his name for probably either first or second time of this season ended up getting a quarterback pressure, uh, didn't have too many stats on the stat book, uh, Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed showed up a little bit in this game. Starting to go forward, man. Um, he's, still, still, he's still really quiet. Still very far from where we want him, but it's that at least a step forward that I'm hearing his name on the broadcast. That, that, yeah, yes. that is that is positive. For sure. Uh, one thing that I also wanted to point out, uh, if, if we're going to go towards this route of snap counts and what our numbers look like, number one, Damian Williams has nearly half. Daryl, Daryl, not Damian. Daryl Williams has near. He's now the only Williams left on the team. He can now solely have the Williams <laughs> on his back. Um, but he, the only Daryl Williams left too. That's yeah, true. <laughs> uh, he had quite a bit, quite a good game, I would say. He's caught as many or half as many passes in this game as Clyde has caught all year up into his injury. Wow. He had yep. three receptions this game. Clyde has eight. He looked good. Through this season. He got the offense going. He did, but here's where I want to caution people, because I've been hearing all over Twitter and and, and all over the radio in, in Kansas City media suggesting that Daryl Williams has been, uh, in that game, absolutely fantastic. And was he a little bit of a juice? Did he always get the ball moving forward? Yes. But here mm-hmm. is what his runs looked like. Seven yards, five yards, two yards, zero yards, six yards, three yards, three yards, one yard, six yard, which didn't count because it was a penalty, four yards, five yards, zero yards, five yards, 11 yards, three yards, three yards, minus one, and then garbage time plus four, uh, plus two total. He averaged three yards a carry. He averaged three yards a carry, people. Let's calm down a little bit. Clyde was averaging uh, in, in the fives. Or 4.6 I, to I think it was 4, both yeah. His, but both of his rushing touchdowns were also short, which is going to bring down your average a little bit. Sure. But that, he had 21 carries. So, okay. He nine, carries. Did, he, nine, did he break the 100-yard mark? No, no, no. no, no. no. He, he, he had yards. total from scrimmage, including the three carries, he had 89 yards. Like, l- let's calm down a little bit. Like, he's a very he's not, good He's a very good guy, uh, role player. He's yes. good to come you, in you love and him. take over for he's a He's not the answer for the Chiefs running back. He's position. a good guy to take but, over if somebody's injured, but you're right, Caleb. The he Chiefs, is not the guy. The Chiefs don't need an answer at running back. They just need a guy who's going to help get the offense going. Correct. Darrell Williams is fine for that that role. We need somebody to play that role. Clyde has been unreliable this season. I would I, disagree that I mean, we don't need a guy at the running now, back if you, We definitely need a guy. We don't need well, a guy. It's nice to have a guy, but the Chiefs' offense, as it plays... They don't need they the don't Christian need McCaffrey. They guy. don't need the Josh Jacobs. They don't, don't need Derrick Henry. You're right. We don't need a guy who can rush for 1,000 yards. We need a guy who gets tackled. We need a guy who could catch for a five to seven hundred yard season. We need a guy who gets tackled for a negative yard loss once or less a game, and that's Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams turned a negative passing play into what? What was it? A seven, eight yard first down play. We also need a guy who can who can bust out the big plays when they're needed, which the Chiefs frankly don't have. It would be very nice to have that, but I. I think I think the Chiefs all they all we need at the running back position is just positive yards. Kareem Hunt back. We need Kareem Hunt back because Kareem Hunt is that guy. He's but he's get, also got the big playability. He's, he's he can getting bust out. This he's getting massive playability. Ninety yard run. So. 
Kareem Hunt, why he's so good. He gets the the positive yards every single time, but he's, he's also going to break out for a touchdown. Also a great route runner. Clyde yeah. Edwards, most of the time, is going to get positive yards, but he doesn't have the Kareem Hunt burst out, score a touchdown at a random Also, Kareem time. Hunt had absolutely unreal balance. That's true. He did. I, and that's most and that's of the reason why. I don't why, know if that's a fair comparison, but even if we look at, like, ah, gosh, I, I, I don't know who you would look at who's not, like, a top-tier back, but somebody who has the big play ability. Honestly, I would argue maybe, like, Jonathan Taylor. He's, he's, Jonathan he's Taylor very, is definitely one of them. He's very he, good, but he... I, He's not like honestly. Josh Jacobs is one of those guys. Yeah, has the big. He's like not a guy who's a hundred percent consistent. He does put up the fantasy points, right? But it's he's more of a grinded out player, much like Clyde. But yeah. he has the big play ability, and Cordero big play Patterson. ability doesn't mean a ninety yard run, but it's like runs of ten plus, and he does that consistently. Cordero Patterson. Honestly, honestly, yeah. Like the Chiefs, I think ideally, unless you can land. You know, like I've said many times, an Alvin Kamara, a Derrick Henry, a Christian McCaffrey level back, where then I'll even concede, yeah, they should get the ball. Which I don't want to land normal. one of those backs because all three of them were taken in the first round. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to either stumble into that, a la Kareem Hunt, when it's a third round pick, and it's more of a, like, hey, we yep. think this guy's pretty good, but, you know, he's not, he played a Toledo, and, you know, he's not yep. going to get the, the we, first round looks. We just need to continuously, every two to three years, just draft a guy in the third to fifth round that has good running back balance, because that's how you're going to get or, those honestly, guys that aren't getting tackled for loss. Draft the fastest running back. In every, as long as he's not yeah. like a massive fumbler, just draft the f- the fastest guy. The fastest in every guy draft. is going to be good for two to three years, and just give him the ball a few times. I, I think that's a route the Chiefs could go. Un- again, unless you find another Kareem Hunt type guy who is going to be a third, fourth round pick, and you feel is a bit of a steal, and Kareem Hunt massive steal in the third round, as far as what he ended up doing. I, I think that's the route you go because, or you end up somehow acquiring one of the top guys for not too much, which I definitely don't see happening for the Chiefs. Which the Chiefs are not going to do. Uh, but I, I like I like Daryl though. I don't think Daryl's bad. I like Daryl. He, he he's he, just not that guy. He played well. He's not going to be the running back no. one. The Chiefs aren't signing him to an extension. Yeah, the, I mean Daryl Williams once his contract's up, unless he's taking a veteran minimum, he won't be on this team. But I will say the offense performed admirably as much as we wanted them to uh nearly like i said that was going to happen five no they did they put up 500 yards this week 397 passing by pat minus the picks that's uh or excuse me uh yeah minus minus picks we got 390 yards passing and 109 yards rushing 500 yards yeah, very that's, impressive. That's exactly yeah. what we were looking for. And yep. to go and show, you know, this offense from Washington wasn't the best. We knew that. But they were still putting up nearly 300 yards per game. Uh, in this game, they put up, uh, you know, just over two. I would love to see a lot more. Or just under McKinnon three. Out yeah, there. 276. I think we definitely need to incorporate Jarek McKinnon a little more. I would agree. I, with Clyde being on the IR for at least the next two weeks, if not the next three he's weeks. He's one of those guys that's not super consistent, but will get those big plays. Uh, he is he's a big play type guy. I do like to see him in the receiving game. He only got one reception for five yards in this game, but he did, you know, just he, he averaged just a little bit more in the rushing game than Daryl Williams at 3.3 yards a carry, three, no, three, three carries. carries, 10 yards. Another guy that only got one catch, 
But man was at a catch. Jody Fortson. Man jo- was at a catch. Jody oh, Fortson. Mossed him. Belly out. button was at the dude's crown of his helmet. Yeah. Incredible catch. I believe he's, he's missing the rest of the season, correct? Yep. Yeah, yes. he, 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 he did rupture his Achilles. Okay, that's, Which, that's what I, I thought it was. You should just put him on IR because I'm waiting for it for roster moves on my fantasy team. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he will, he'll go on IR before the end of the week. How brutal is that, though? It's for, for him, for the fan base, for his family, like a yeah. guy that had, had waited and had looked good and everyone wanted to see him and you knew he had the ability finally gets there and he's playing pretty well especially for what you expect of a third string tight end he's playing well yep. he's scoring he, he had I mean, two he was our number two tight end was, coming into the game yeah, yeah exactly was, I was gonna and say, then he was starting to brutal injury I mean his plays he was the number plays two. he was making was was making him our second tight end easily and a legitimate guy you there. wanted to see out there a legitimate guy that you would have to cover if he's out there not just right. a guy that yeah. oh he's out there gonna block Nobody's, he's a guy that you right. would have to account for like he can run a route he can make an incredible Nobody's catch he noticing can, he can that Blake you. Bell's on the team on the on the on on the field and like is making any kind of adjustment for that because Blake Bell is mostly that guy like he's gonna catch a screen pass it's the same with Noah Gray. or in the flats well now Noah Gray's gonna have to step up it's and be same, our number two it's the same as Noah Gray Fortson you legitimately you had to be like alright uh, somebody's gotta cover that guy So somebody we gotta have a good linebacker or a corner on that guy now, in theory, Noah Gray is a good route runner. <laughs> in theory, he's a receiving tight end, uh, but he has not—he's definitely not shown that in any gameplay. Yeah. And even in I practice, say he hasn't shown it. In practice, he's looked fantastic, and he did sure. have that—the game early. I, I can't remember if it was Chris Jones was a um, fantastic DN in practice. Too. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> it's true. I can't remember if it was the Chargers game or the Ravens game where he had that back of the end zone corner uh, pass to him, and he just barely missed it off. That, of his yeah, I remember that. Yeah. that was close. His he routes. Made- when he's out on the field are really good. He made yeah. the issue is, is he was just behind three other tight ends, and now yeah. he's not going to have to we'll be behind really he made anybody some good, but Travis. Like, out of the pocket adjustments. <laughs> he is going to be out on the field. Yeah, we're going to have to. You're going to see him. We're going to have to see what he can do. You're definitely going to get a look at Noah Gray now. If uh, for those of you that wanted that, uh, Byron Pringle uh, had three catches for 55 yards. I know we've talked about him this season in the preseason as well, wanting to see more of him, getting to see a little bit more of Byron Pringle. And yep. you know what? He looks decent. And Don't also, hate it. when you have games like that, that can take more pressure off of Demarcus Robinson and off McCole Hardman. Yep. That if you're if you're going to get three catches for, for 55 yards, be a consistent target, mm-hmm. you can kind of have this kind of melting pot of like three guys that are yep. all really, truly wide receiver, three, four, yep. five, that can kind of meld their way into being an, at least enough. Yeah, and I think that's definitely Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson's role. Cole Hartman definitely has the potential to go wide receiver too. I don't think Robinson or Pringle have that. Um, just, I mean, this was Robinson's last chance to prove that. I think he's proven otherwise. Byron Pringle and D-Rob are just filling guys um, a, f- a few snaps, bring them in. You still got to make sure you cover them because Like wide receiver four, wide receiver off. five. Yeah. I mean, if you don't cover them, if you don't put a good guy on these, like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're putting a linebacker on Robinson or Pringle, good luck. They can beat you. They can beat a corner every so often. Yep. They can take advantage of you. You can't completely lay off mm-hmm. them. But also, they're not going to do that for a whole game, other yep. than maybe once a season, mm-hmm. once every couple seasons. Uh, as we have seen, both these guys have good games, but they are they're the good the great games are few and far between compared to their three catch for fifty yep. yard games. And I think they're definitely settling into the role. And yeah. for sure, 
And I've been saying it for years. D-Rob is eventually going to get a, a four-year, $50 million deal from the Jets or Jags or something. Somebody. <laughs> before man, I hope so, because that would be get him away what from a us. bad contract. But <laughs> yeah, also, truly atrocious. give that man the bag because I like him. You know, I was going through here and looking at, looking at some of our statistics defensively that we had. Obviously, Nick Bolden, I believe, is our number one tackler. He also did come so. out with the most tackles this week as mm-hmm. well. Right behind him, Rashad Fenton, and right, beside, right behind Rashad was Tyron. Now, we did come away with zero sacks. That's not something that I want to see. I want to see more. I want to see at, at least two a game. We got to get those Big Macs, but, guys. Come on. <laughs> but one thing that we did come away with was seven QB hits, which means that we probably had somewhere in the realm of 12 to 15 QB pressures. Taylor Heineke is a hard quarterback to say. He is. A, I mean, look at Tyron. Uh, he had his he had his big tough on Twitter Man. with with uh, with Briscoe. With Briscoe. Um, but at the same time, you know, hearing that he may have a broken thumb is probably not the best thing yeah. uh, that I want to hear. Definitely not. Uh, but our defensive line did get some pressure and did get some QB hits going, and that in turn will turn out to see QB sacks eventually. Yes. The numbers will start to play in that favor. The numbers would dictate, statistically, eventually you will see uh, sacks develop. Just as much as we're going to start seeing the the turnovers start to come down. Obviously, you know, the one thing that I keep hearing is is that these turnovers aren't sustainable. It's definitely not true. The the turnovers are sustainable. We could continue to do that. And and it's happening. (laughs) And and, and it is continuing to happen. However, it is unlikely that the way that this team has played in the past and the way that these coaches can get these kids and Mm -hmm. and men to move forward, not kids, but men, to move forward is to to eliminate those turnovers like we have before and get this team working in a way, going back to our base nickel. Not everybody really wants to see the nickel, especially with Dan Sorensen out on the field and and which will you know yeah we can just delete that package <laughs> we can just delete that package as as soon as our linebackers again start to get a little bit healthier and yep. get out on the field a little bit more especially Willie Gay who can be that nickel backer uh, and, and play in coverage if he needs to I, we also saw him get a QB pressure and nearly a QB hit nearly a sack uh, going in, he he did look really really strong going into this week. But our D line is going to have to step up a little bit more and turn those pressures into sacks. Yep. Before we leave the Chiefs Washington segment, I just want to go and talk more about Patrick Mahomes because that's fun. Uh, second half, really like he wasn't bad in the first half, but he definitely looked a little off. And then all of a sudden in the second half, it was like a switch just flipped, and he was just old Pat again. Like, he was just that guy again. And mm-hmm. we got to talk about the Tyreek throw, right? The the across body uh, like, oh, what, 25-yard downfield? Even if you look at the camera angle, where when he let the ball go, Tyreek Hill was like, on the sideline. So he was, like, just at the number? He was yeah. No, he wasn't even at the... He was behind the number. He <laughs> like, was at in, the like, sideline. You nuts. could not see him in the camera angle nuts. at all. And within... Two seconds, he was already nearly at the opposite hash mark. And Pat yep. had hit him in stride across his body. Beautiful. Yeah. And it came back because there was, there was uh, canceling out penalties um, on that play, which super dumb penalty on Travis I Kelsey. thought you were going to talk about the touchdown pass. That was a super tight window that he threw that ball in. Also, that ah, one yes. to Tyreek, that, that was, was an absolute laser beam. Yeah, it was. A missile. Also, he had the underhand or the, the pitch. Like that was eight yards weird. downfield to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> that was very much 2018, Pat. That was awesome. Um, it was weird because, like, 
to this point, yes, of course, he's still made incredible plays, but there's also been, like, those really bad interceptions. Some of the interceptions are his fault, but there's also been the worst ones of his career, like we Man, talked about. If that shovel pass would have ended in, in, like, interception. <laughs> I know. Just pack I it up. Would just be but he was also air. wide open. Like, yeah. it, it was going to be very hard to be batted down or throw an interception. Right, right. Um, but it just, all of a sudden, like, he's made the plays, but he's also looked a little bit out of sync with his offense, and the whole offense has looked a little out of sync, despite scoring a lot of points still. They haven't had those, like, wow plays that they had a lot more of in 18 and 19, but then all of a sudden, in the second half, it was just, like, you know, every, every other play just felt like, well, that's, you know, that's, mm-hmm. those are the big plays. Those yeah. are the wow factor plays. That's why Patrick Mahomes yeah. is the guy that he is now. That's why think, we think of him that way. I think it's because it's those plays. The defense kind of stepped up, and I think they're just not forcing the big plays. Like, yeah. Trying to force the big plays just ends in turnovers, and that's what we've seen. Yeah. A lot of these turnovers are, are plays that, if they weren't turnovers, were probably going to end in wow factor plays. Right. And that's why but, Pat threw 12 interceptions mm-hmm. in his in his first year starting, is because he did do that a little bit. He yeah. forced a few them. balls downfield more than he should have. Where And he's trying to do that again now, and he's not throwing a lot of interceptions on forced deep balls. But that's why the offense is, is a little, like, but not totally just trying working to force, all the time. Force things that just don't need to be forced. Like, right. He's not he's not playing with the mentality where there's another down. Right. That And that's, that's the really dumb picks you're seeing, yeah. is those kind of plays. And Pat's had a, a penchant to try to do too much. Even even in earlier in his yeah. career, the interception right before halftime, it was second down. He was playing yeah. like there was not another down. Right, and we talked about that, and that was a, that is the worst interception he's thrown in his entire career. Second half though, more than made up for it. He threw yep. a beautiful throw to Tyreek for a touchdown. Uh, the other throw to Tyreek that didn't count. Uh, the underhand flip, uh, easy touchdown throw to Demarcus Robinson, but still made it look beautiful. It was in stride. It was on, on the money the, in time. The team is definitely looking much better now. Again, we we have to take into consideration it's the Washington football. Team, right. we're we're definitely going to have a few easy matchups down the stretch that we should be able to play like this. But maybe this is the game where it starts to click. And you hope so because it looked that way in the second half. It, it, we it, also it thought the same thing against the Eagles. However, this game looked much, much, much better. Yes. Even leaving the uh, Eagles game, there was still like there man, was still a lot of got, like what's going. It's like on. man, that offense was was great, but the, yeah, there was still a lot of, of weird stuff going on. The defense was, did not look the, good. Leaving the Washington football team game is like, okay, yeah, feeling a little we, bit we, better. We need to get home. We need to take down the quarterback when we get there. It's um, Pat needs to stop doing so much, um, but he looked better in the second half because the defense stepped up. It's like nitpicky things that if we don't get to the quarterback, we don't get a sack, and Patrick Mahomes forces one too many things. Like it's probably not going to cost us as big as the things that we were talking about. Two or three weeks ago. I, I, I totally agree. And it's going to be really interesting to see them moving forward. The schedule gets easier but still remains tough because that's that's just the nature of the Chiefs' schedule this year. It's, it's a tough it's a ride. It's a tough schedule. It's a tough road. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. There uh, is one last thing I wanted to touch on. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know how, how much in-depth we need to go into it, but the mentality of this team, we're starting to see it. Um, and, and it's really uh, – obviously on offense, nobody's really speaking, but it has to do more with the defense. And I think obviously defensive players want to play with a chip on their shoulder you have to play angry when you do play defense you're 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 bashing your head into a guy's yeah. skull over yes. and over but when you're playing guys of this stature you've y- got to have you've got to have else something than just your your sheer strength 
but I don't know if it necessarily needs to be an angry chip, especially when it's at your fans. Now I know it doesn't see, have to be. I like this is, it doesn't I, have to be an angry chip, but you got to play for something more. I like Tyran being kind of pissed on the field. That's little, understandable. I want bit. him to. Be. I like. I don't mind that at all. I kind of like that, and him him being angry on the sideline and hit the hands throwing up on the field. I don't mind any of that. And I don't mind a lot of the, the stuff that the, he does on Twitter or some or of the stuff else. he does on Twitter is and too much. And it's not. And I and it's not just because that I know Briscoe or whatever. Like I I, I think Josh probably should have just let that go a few tweets earlier as well. But. <laughs> Like, is that needs to maybe be toned down a little bit. Some of it, you got you got to be able to take the wins and the losses on Twitter because it's, sure. it's Twitter. But I, I definitely on field and on the sideline, I don't mind that at all. I want to see yeah. that a little bit because I want Dan Sorensen some... to get cut and I want Tyron Matthew <laughs> to threaten to retire <laughs> right. midseason right. or cut Dan Sorensen. <laughs> you know, on but, there, but there are <laughs> yeah. some things. There's some things that we don't want to see. Uh, you know, obviously the he, there's been a consistent fight with somebody in the KC media. Now I don't mind if if you're going off the top rope at some yokel who doesn't know what's going on right and and not tied into anything Probably and don't i don't mind i don't really mind people though. clapping back at media members but it no. sounded like there was some real ill intent of not just this week uh, obviously we're going to talk about it this week because it's starting to boil over but i like we're just going at we're going at people's throats here mm-hmm. where it doesn't need to go to and I, and i think part of that has to do with and and it's not just tyrant you've got right. you've got chris jones tyrant's throwing cryptic you've, messages you've got other people <laughs> yeah, out there and, and, and you know Ty, uh, Ty, Tyreek is out there. Uh, Tyreek has never he had done something, that either, So it's like uh, it's a little it's a little weird. <laughs> he he put something on IG. I didn't get to see it, but he put out one on Snapchat, where it's basically if you love me or you hate me, you don't have to deal with me much longer. Yeah. I don't know if that has to deal with his football career. I don't know if that has to deal with just being a chief, which I hope that's not the case. Or maybe and, he's and just cutting people off in his life. I don't know. It, and it could be. Or maybe it, he's it, deleting it, all his socials. We'll it, see. It totally could. But but here here the issue remains is that. When I talk about mentality of the players is that these guys are looking at Twitter constantly and before the season starts, everybody's telling you how great you are, that you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame before your career is even halfway through, that you're going to go 17 and 0 and be the first team to ever do it before you even reach a play like so on and so forth these guys are getting great accolades and mentions yeah. before the season starts and and when it goes into the season and stuff starts to go the opposite way and people start to talk you know a little bit differently and especially when it's your own fans or people that claim to be fans you're paying far too much attention to it and calling attention to yourself and that yep. I love these guys being on Twitter that doesn't mean that I don't want them right. to be there Twitter's a great place for you to voice your opinions right. to build your own brand and to let people know what's going on but at the same time you've got to have the resilience and the stronger mentality to one, you've got to block out the BS that's happening before the season. You can't, like, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, you can't well, sit there and say, I'm the greatest when you're telling me I'm going to go 17 and 0. Everybody and then I'm going to, I'm going to teabag everybody when we're not playing well. Yeah. And everybody right. in preseason is talking about what could happen. What best case scenario, what shit could happen for their team. I mean, shit, we've heard the, Cowboys fans saying they're going to win the Super Bowl for like five or six years straight. So, <laughs> and by five or six, he means all of their existence. <laughs> yeah, yes. More like five or six hundred years straight. <laughs> um, so everything preseason is definitely a whole different vibe because we're, we're I mean, we're coming in with a, a, a fresh... Coming off of two fresh, Super Bowl appearances. A fresh and healthy team. Every healthy team in the NFL has potential to go to the playoffs outside of maybe one or two teams. Jets. 
If you can you stay, <laughs> if you if your whole roster can stay healthy through 17 weeks, which is just unreasonable, then that team's probably going to the playoffs because they're just going to be healthy and better. But that's just not reality. It's, it's not reality. So and when it when it when people get hurt and people blow coverages and and there there's I guess football there's, stuff's going to happen. Mean, yeah, there's always adversity. There's always yeah. adversity, and and, and so adversity like, comes with people you know, talking. Like I said, shit. I don't want them to not be on Twitter. That's not that's not what right. I'm saying. What I don't even want them to not. I want them to take everything that's being said about them with a, a grain of salt. You have to have a filter when it's good, in. and you have yes. to have a filter when it's bad. Yes. And you can't just turn on. It may seem like the world is crumbling down on you, but you can't. You have to take the good with the bad. This is right. you're the most criticized people in the world. Athletes are yeah. you're most criticized. You're more criticized than any president, than than uh, than any prime minister. Then you are the most looked at people in the world when it comes to being an athlete. Whether it's football, basketball, we, baseball, we soccer. watch every second of the most important parts of your job. And yep. then even outside of your job, we still pay attention to it. And that right. doesn't, you know, a lot of people do it in an unhealthy manner. Sure. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. You're a public figure, and so you right. have to take the good with the bad. I mean, hell, Tyreek plays basketball in the offseason, and we lose our shit over it. <laughs> and, like, and that's the I don't even mind them pushing back on Twitter a little bit. Oh, like, I, I, don't mi- I don't mind that at all. I, I just think... It can't come to blows. That's the thing. Just... Like you're saying, you just got to take it with a grain of salt, and I think just you can't just take it out like, of a team because their media and Twitter right. and is you know, think, is not your best I think friend. The athletes, I just want Tyran to go to stop with the the rants and just yeah. revert back to his old shut up bitch tweets. I right. would love that. <laughs> yeah, I know that's so much cleaner. That's, that's so, so much, much better. Much better. <laughs> I, I think also the athletes most of all should know. If a me- if someone in the media or anyone, a fan, anybody at all, is mistaken, to give them a little bit of grace on that because they're not in the room. With they're not. Yeah, like well, also no one disclosed like, a, a fractured thumb. That right. Nobody even. Like, we, knew no one knew. About. No one had any idea. So, and that's the thing. If you know that, that's fine. But don't then, disclose that information. Don't disclose that information. Or if you're going to, don't get mad at someone for not knowing that undisclosed piece of information yeah, right. that has no reasonable. Like, we, we have no idea. You're playing a hundred percent of the snaps and you have a broken thumb and it's like we're not you can't expect us to know that there's zero reason when you're playing 100 percent of the snaps and you look great right you look fantastic in that game you missed a tackle big whoop like those things clearly dan Sorensen has the most you were 10 times more competent than most of the other defensive players not just on our team but in the rest of the league (laughs) right so like you've got to give a little bit of great like uh, we saw you miss a sack Mm -hmm. it 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 was a bad look and that's okay Again, yeah. take the good with the bad. Right. And also, I don't want the fan base to get mad at Tyran. No, the fan because, base needs they, to calm it down. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's a wild mess right, right. now, which I'm is why saying, you need that filter. I'm not saying that athletes... <laughs> we ex- exactly. we got to have that filter as well. That, that, right. too. Yeah. that too. I'm not saying that players should also try to placate to their fan bases, because that's not... That's also a really they dangerous road to walk 16. down. 0-16. <laughs> right, 17 you, that, you can't be a fan of the Jazz and be like, oh, we're really good when we've won two games. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not saying you should just... Do whatever you're like. Just play nice with your fan base 100 percent of the time. There's Either a football league where you can choose the plays. Go watch that. <laughs> exactly. There's, there is Madden uh, as well. That's an option. Wasn't there like that Johnny Football League? Yeah. Yeah. Remember what it was like, called? Pick the plays. Is that folded yet? Yeah. It's, it has it's, to, it's right? not here anymore. Josh okay. Gordon was in that league. I'm pretty sure. Was he? he was. Pretty wow. sure. He played with Johnny. Yeah, he did. Didn't he? <laughs> uh, that was a weird league. He's still clean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably not. Um. <laughs> 
but I really like Tyran. He's very Tyran. smart. He's a great safety. He's he's a great interview, uh, seemingly in the at the podium. Like, like I love watching Tyran interviews. He also he yeah. did come out and say on, and I on like Twitter that, edge that, that he has one thing he was mad about is that everybody wants him to be a Brian Dawkins or Troy Polamalu, or and he just wants to be himself. And it's like, dude, we we want you to be yeah. yourself. And I like We're the edge that he has. We're not expecting you really to be do. Eric Berry, which I believe you're better than Eric Berry was. You know, Eric Berry was a very shiny piece of a really, a really bad a really, rock. Right, and, <laughs> and like it wasn't like Eric Berry was very good. He's a legend at this team, mm-hmm. but you are, you have been better your entire life right. through college, through the pros up until now, and you're going to have a longer career than he did. Eric Berry would have murdered Taylor Haneke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is true. That man could hit. That is true. But, yes. but in coverage but, and and just safety in yes. general. And Tyron. so just overall football IQ, like Tyron, you are way yeah. way Eric, better. Than what, what you think we think you are. You're just getting one bad year. You're getting right. not even a bad year. You're getting one set of five bad weeks. Right. And like it, we're not even blaming you. And and I remember watching Tyron Matthew on his previous teams, Texans and Cardinals, and being like, man, I wish the Chiefs had a Tyron Matthew. Like if the yes. if, if when his contract comes up, the Chiefs offer Tyron Matthew, wouldn't hate. Well, when it. he went to the Texans, and I was like, did. why are we not signing this guy? <laughs> I know. Like Tyron Matthew was one of the guys. Who was like, hey, if you're gonna go pick up a safety, look That's at Ty- like go get That's Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I'd love that. And then they did it, and it was awesome. And he's played. Very, very well. Um, just you know, I you know here's here's great advice that's evergreen and will be evergreen as long as Twitter exists. Everyone just needs to calm down a little bit on Twitter. E-L-E. <laughs> just uh-huh. just calm down a little. E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. Yeah, just 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 you know. I just wish everybody's name was attached to their tweets. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that's true. Too many trolls so out there. But we went for a long time on that tangent. We did. That's all right. It's interesting. I think. Uh, let's move on to the full week six recap here. Uh, what's it out to you guys? Jaguars about this week? getting their first dub. Hey, and they got. Doesn't Shad Khan and own uh, that stadium that they played in? He does. Yes. yes, you said they would this week. Me, me. I got it wrong. You and me both. Now, in fairness, you? Yeah. you also picked oh, yeah, the Lions, Caleb, and that was bad. Well, guess you also <laughs> picked the Titans to beat the Buffalo yeah, Bills. You did. Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah, Jags. I did pick the lines. You know what, Jags, Sadness. like I've been saying, they've they've been looking better and better garbage. every single week. They are a garbage the most team, part. but they are starting to look better and better. Yeah. Their their schedule is fairly easy. Uh, and they should they should get a win against this Dolphins team that has just looked piss poor. Which is really weird because I I understand and They're Tua coming in with playoff hopes. And Tua even played in this game. And I get like and Tua we, played well. Yeah. Tua it, did play well. It's really <laughs> odd. Like they well. should not be this bad. <laughs> they really Really should not be this bad, and they've had a relatively tough start to their schedule. But like they've lost five in a row now, uh, and they are they're not in free pretty. fall. They're in free fall right now, and that's yep. it's odd. I did not think the Dolphins. I didn't necessarily think the Dolphins would be like a Super Bowl contender, but I thought they'd be good. I thought they'd make the playoffs. Do they still yeah. have multiple first round picks this year? Um, I don't remember. I wonder. Off the top of my head. You want to else? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Because if they they I mean as far as they're free falling if they end up with the top five pick plus whatever other first round picks they have that team might be that's true they might be cooking soon that's true you want to know who else was supposed to look really good at least for this week and did not the The, Panthers the LA Chargers Chargers oh Oh, my gosh obviously they're playing well this season but they got thumped by Baltimore that was ugly one we needed that loss uh, for the Chargers oh yeah Uh, but I also did not want the Ravens to win that game and they won big 34 to 6 I'm fine with it although I'm uh, definitely Lamar has reverted to old Lamar when it comes to passing. Only 167 yards and two interceptions. Who would have thought? Take what what defense gives you. Who would have thought? 
neither quarterback had 200 yards passing. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But that Ravens defense is very, very good. They're very solid. Um, very good. I don't know what happened to Justin Herbert. I think he was getting a lot of pressure on him. I don't think a lot of people were getting very open. But it wasn't pretty. No, it wasn't pretty. Overall, not a good game. No. Um, Aaron Rodgers runs in for a touchdown and says to the crowd, you can't taunt players. So what does he do? He taunts taunts the the crowd. crowd, I own you. I still own you. Do you see on Wikipedia that someone actually yes, somebody, that to yes. put Aaron Rodgers it as the It changed back very quickly. Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Changed back very quickly. Yeah, he does. He really does. How many times has he lost to the Bears in his entire career? It, it can't was, be more than like five. I think it was Kansas four or six. six. Yeah, I think it was like, four. It, it's, it can't be much. I mean, obviously the Packers have been better than the Bears, but yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome, right? Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's also what you do and say when you are so done with the organization you are currently <laughs> at true. and you don't care anymore. Yeah. That, that's what you do. That's true. Uh, Sam Darnold is still, like, are, are we about ready to hop off the Sam Darnold train? Yeah, we're getting there. Yes. Like, is, is it one more game? Is it two more games? 41. He was 17 of 41. 17 of 41, 207, I mean, I a still, touchdown and interception. I think he's still going to have spurts of good games throughout the season, but... For the most part, I think he's definitely like, bottom half like, of the league. Oh, for sure. But like, uh, how how many more games until we're off this Sam Darnold train? Like, I think there's still a possibility that he, he could be really good. He's going to look much better once McCaffrey comes back. I, but I think that's what it is. Well, I think because that's, that's what it is. They yeah, played so great. Most quarterbacks are a product. There. Most quarterbacks are a product of who's around them, though. Yeah, that's I would true. Ag- I would agree, but it's not like he doesn't have weapons there. He's got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who are both one thousand yard receivers with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. know he's got Chuba Hubbard, who is a, who is a, a a rookie, but is still playing really good. Rodgers is twenty one and five against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's got two one thousand right. yard receivers on the field. You lose CMC, you should that that does take away a weapon. That does take away planning game planning. You know your guys are going to get covered a little bit more. But like Teddy Bridgewater threw a thousand yards to both of those receivers last year without CMC at all. Right. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think Darnold is that guy. And well, I'd like to give it a couple more weeks or maybe McCaffrey coming back to see what the Panthers could be this season. But and this is basically what I thought the Panthers would be. They'd win a few games and they would not be terrible, but they're not they're not gonna make mm-hmm. the playoffs. They're not yeah. really gonna contend for the playoffs, probably. Um of course they're better with McCaffrey, but In fairness, right. I think the Vikings are better than we give them credit for. But somewhat. Just, I yes. think they are a little bit better than than what we've seen so far. And Kirk Cousins looked really Part good. Part of that is Dalvin being well. out. And he played. Yeah. And he, he Dalvin Dal- did play? He did play uh, in this game. He did play. He played very well. Yeah. I thought he was still out. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 29 for 140 and a well, tutty. Never mind. Yeah. And, um, uh, I believe he had some receptions as well. Yeah, two for three. Dak played absolutely fantastic. 450 yards. The Patriots are the most schizophrenic team <laughs> in so football. Weird. You you score 14, you're up in the first quarter, then you don't score anything for two quarters, and then you score another 15 in the fourth. You nearly put up 30 points. Give a scare to Dallas there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, very thankful. Is that, that also indicative up. to this Dallas team? Like, are they maybe obviously Bill's defense is really, really good, but are they maybe not as good as we thought they were? 
No, the Cowboys are amazing. The, the Cowboys. I'm not are, saying they're not good. They're I'm just really saying, good. did we maybe heighten them up a little bit too much? I don't for think a so. Def- I think- for for their defense that was extremely good through the first five games of the season to come into Week Six and give up 30 to Mac Jones. I think they're rated fairly. Uh, yeah, I. I I don't want to rest that on one game because I, I think also every think, team in the NFL can can have one game of, of falling off on either I side. I also of the think ball. that this Patriots offense is actually panning out to be a decent offense. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I think I think people aren't. I want to see a little bit credit. more from them before I move too much forward. Well, definitely, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not locked what, onto the Patriots offense with money or anything. What's but. really weird, and maybe this is just a product because you know, I don't I don't sit down and watch a ton of Patriots games. Of course, I'm watching them on Red Zone, so I'm only seeing a few plays here and there. But they they signed Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith in the offseason. Jonu Smith had been playing very well with the Tennessee Titans for the previous couple seasons. Hunter Henry had been injured but good with the Chargers, and they signed both of those guys. Those guys have been borderline ineffective. They've been so quiet. They've been incredibly quiet. Maybe that's kind of a product of Hunter not— Hunter Henry's been mostly just a red zone target. Yeah, and 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 Johnny Smith has done. He had one catch for nine yards. He's done nothing. Close to nothing. He's done nothing. Maybe that's a product. They paid them big money. They did. Those were huge acquisitions for them in the offseason. Yeah. Maybe it's a product of they have no good, no great receivers. So you can you can allow your corners to truly man up. You can focus more effort on those guys. But for those guys to be that quiet when they're Mm. easily. In th- by as far as name and how much you're paying them and what they yeah. should be, those are your best two weapons. But, and I will doing also nothing. say that in New England's uh, franchise uh, under Bill Belichick, we have seen that how much you're paying them does not matter at all to their production. Oh no, I'm just uh, saying if you're going to be paying a guy that much, they you you would hope they're giving you more than. A combined would, three catches and for I, I think I would agree with you yards. if it was not the Patriots organization because we've seen Bill Belichick go out and get guys that only show up big in about three games a season. Sometimes that's just the <laughs> Unless playoffs. your name is Aaron Hernandez or Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> that right. too. Yeah. Um, or Randy but, Moss for that. Or Randy Moss. But we, we've seen him go out and get guys and just use them sparingly and in random games and random situations, especially running backs. And, oh, running backs have been the most disposable I, thing oh, yeah. ever. My, running backs, obviously. I think but. the big question, though, is because they've had such – they have had a very good running game this season compared to where they've been previously and compared to other teams right now, even though they've switched backs in and out. Now, they've always been had you know good backs that they've just right. pick and they've pull. They've always had like three you're or gonna four. You're going to have this good game. You're going to have a good game here. Which makes them borderline unhalfable on fantasy <laughs> football. True. So annoying. The, but the big question but is, yeah. is did they bring in Jonu and Hunter Henry to not catch the ball? Obviously, that is probably Bold where strategy, they were Cotton. Let's at. see if it works for him. But Jonu was a very good blocking tight end in Tennessee. Yeah. And Hunter Henry undoubtedly was a very good blocking tight end coming yep. out of the Chargers, having Melvin Gordon and uh, Eckler, Austin Eckler. So did he bring them in to help along with that running game? And as they get in later and, and Mac Jones gets a little bit more comfortable, then have them break off into their routes. Yeah. I definitely Possibly. think that's definitely possible because he's always got – He's, I mean, Belichick's always got a plan. He's always got a plan. That's true. And I, I – to this point, they're two and four, so it hasn't been executed great. Um, but I think they're better than their two and four record. I definitely think they're better than. The two I think four they're record. exactly their two and four record. Their only two wins I are exactly are the Jets and, and and who was their second win? Even it wasn't a good team. It wasn't a good team. I think they're a better team than than what the record says they are. 
But that's just me. I mean, Let's I, just take a look at who they've played so far. Yeah. They uh they they lost to the Dolphins by one point. Oh, the Texans were the same. They beat one. the Jets. They then lost to the Saints pretty handily. They narrowly got beat by the Bucks, but I don't think that game was really ever in question. They narrowly beat the Texans. Well, it we was in is... question when the Patriots kicked the field goal that would have won the game. <laughs> but, uh... um, they they <laughs> narrowly beat the Texans, which is an awful franchise. And then um, they get blown out a bit by the Cowboys, and then bring it back in the fourth quarter, uh, probably when the when when Dallas is running a quarter four and just trying to keep I everything. I mean, they in still front. went to OT. They did go to overtime. Um, but that's what I'm talking about with the weirdness of this team right now. Their only two wins are Jets, Texans. Not very inspiring. And they went to OT with the, but then the you, Cowboys. Yeah, you, you were a made field goal away from beating Tampa, and then you go to overtime with the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this team is. I, I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> they're, they're very strange. I, I, if I had to bet their final record, I would say, like, 6-11, and 11, probably. Seven and ten, like, and that's I'd generous. I'd the seven and ten range, eight and eight and nine. I don't think they finished five hundred or, or more. I, I no, think I think they definitely finished. They definitely finished with I a think losing so record. Um, now there is, there were some injuries going into or going into this week, and then coming out of this week, the Browns faced <laughs> the Cardinals and, and those got in, those injuries showed absolutely up. dominated. Their oh, defense yeah. was decimated by injuries, and then you have Nick Chubb out with the calf injury. Then you have Kareem Hunt after fourteen carries goes out with another calf injury mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield playing with a non-throwing arm non-throwing arm shoulder injury is a partially torn labrum he gets taken down uh towards the mid of that game I'd say early to mid third quarter uh probably mid yeah about mid third quarter and he dislocates his shoulder he gets slammed down dislocates his shoulder that doesn't help the labrum out at all probably tore it even worse I thought he had completely torn it however you can play with a torn labrum if it's in your non-throwing shoulder it's just gonna you're gonna be worried about taking the hits yeah, yeah. For sure. um but I mean that Cardinals offense was just just absolutely moving on them boys that defense hurt like I said decimated by injury it, it I don't think that game was ever going to be in question. No, it's still a little bit surprising, even with the injuries, to see the Browns get so thoroughly handled, seemingly on both sides of the ball. Um, now, injuries, of course, on defense, but yeah, the Cardinals are good, though. Like, And this is the type of game, like when you're playing an injured team, even though they're supposed to be good, they are hurt. They blew them out. Like I mean, it it was not competitive. They went in and handled like business. Yeah, it was it was not close. They they absolutely destroyed Cleveland. It, are the Cardinals the best team in football right now? Right now. They are. I think so. I'd give it to them. I would agree. I would have given it to them last week and the week before that, too. (laughs) Now, a team that I have to toot my horn a little bit, I think. Now, they beat the Lions this week, which is not, you know, not worth bragging about. (laughs) But they beat them by a lot. The Bengals, they win. They're four and two, and I and I said before the season I I liked the Bengals and I thought that they might contend for the playoffs and that so they, they were going to be the number two spot in that division. They they might be pretty good. Tyler liked them a lot as well. They're good. Caleb obviously likes them. He's a big Joey B fan. Joey B. He's also a Jamar Chase fan. Yes. The Bengals. But guys, the defense looks good. Like the Bengals are it good. It took them a long time to rebuild this, and they had to move off of off of some ineptitude in their coaching also, abilities. I've also just been kind of a fan of the franchise since Chad out just ago, but I don't I fair. still don't know how good of a coach Zach Taylor is. Yeah. Like we will have no idea. <laughs> That's definitely their downfall. I think it is. I think That's what's holding I them back. I think he is holding them back. Now obviously with a 4 and 2 record he's not holding them back too much, no, but I great. think if you get them a better head coach that they start to look even better on both sides of the it, ball. It definitely feels like a situation they where, have a roster 
similar to the Chargers, I think. I would say they have a roster similar to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think they've got a good three comp. solid the receivers with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, good back, um, yeah, and, and Tyler Boyd. Then you've got two good backs in yeah. Samaj P. Ryan yeah. and Joe Mixon. The boys out of Oklahoma. Your defense is fairly solid, much like much like Dallas's. I think that's what you're. Lo- I mean, Dallas has got three one thousand yard receivers. I don't know if you're looking at three one thousand yard receivers in Cincinnati, but they also you. Know, very well could be, but you have maybe two with Boyd and, and Chase for sure. Now Higgins, he's been hurt a little bit, but like no, I think that's a, a fairly. They're, they're kind of they're, they're the lesser Cowboys, the, the, the somewhat a little bit lesser Cowboys. They're, they're, give them a little bit, of, give them a couple years to play yeah. together like the Cowboys have, and I think I think you'll I, maybe I think the Cowboys are probably better without Mac McCarthy running the team there. Well, McCarthy's not so, a very good coach. No. I, I think so. that's a, a situation where you could see Zach Taylor win games, but not be able to have a lot of success in the playoffs, or maybe narrowly miss playoffs. Yeah, he, I can see that. He ends up losing his position as the head coach. They bring someone in that's more of the hot young name or a bigger name to come in and take that job, and that's when you can actually see them start to win games and and maybe actually contend for some things, potentially. But the AFC is super loaded at young quarterback and, yes. and very talented offenses. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough thing the to battle The Bengals through. will probably be like the sixth or seventh team in the playoffs, but... Like I, like I always say, three or four hot games. Especially with an offense that has that kind of potential. Like, they can score uh, Jamar potentially Chase, a lot of points. I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow could literally just light it up for three games in a row, and they're in a Super Bowl. That's Never all know. it takes. Yeah. Never know. Uh, let's, let's wrap Move up. Move into the last game. So let's wrap up here with Bills and Titans. This we, was a great Monday night game. We have a brand new fastest ball carrier in the league right now for really? this season. Derrick Henry. Unfair, but that I man called it is super two years unfair. ago when I took him every week and of you know, the season. You know what's funny? <laughs> it's dumb, but you're right. The Chiefs <laughs> platformed this man's career. They did. The Chiefs Why'd you have to take me back to that this game? man's career. 2019 regular season. Chiefs no, lose. No, no. It, this was uh, 2017 playoffs in Arrowhead. Um, I may have to go back and look at that. I was, if I believe I was under the impression it was the 2019 game where he had not had more than 100 yards rushing in a game. Maybe. And in that game that he played against the Chiefs, which I believe you guys look it up. I'll, I'll talk about it. I believe it was 2019 regular season. We lose to the, the, Titans, and then we beat them in the playoffs that year. Up until that game, he had yet to have a 100-yard rushing game. He had 100 yards on the dot. We platformed him in that game. He had like 150 or 170. It was ridiculous. He absolutely decimated us, and we deserved to lose that game because the defense played poorly. The offense played just as bad. He was really good in that game. I know what game you're talking about. Uh, Chiefs playoffs, uh, 2017. This is the last game uh, Alex Smith ever played, so this is 2017-18 season. Uh, Derrick Henry, 23 carries, 156 yards for a 6.8 average I and was, a touchdown. I was incorrect. So that it was 2017. But it still was the Chiefs. But it <laughs> was the Chiefs it. because before that game, again, he had no it was 100 yards on the dot was his biggest game that he had had up until then. And I think he had a couple of them. Marcus but touchdown that himself. game platformed Sad. him into the Derrick Henry that and we know today and in being yeah. the fastest ball carrier through six weeks of the NFL 2021 season. And Kareem Hunt's long for that game was seven yards. Oh, gross. Super gross. He he 
was a monster. He averaged seven yards a carry, 143 yards. Just kidding. Three I was looking at receiving. His oh, line yeah. for that game was 16. That's uh, that's better. That's much better. That's better. <laughs> Julio Jones had one of the weirdest and and most insane catches you'll see. Uh, the ball went off the back of the DB, the Buffalo DB's head, uh, <laughs> flying toward the the boundary, and Julio went over and he caught it, and he got both feet in, and he snagged the ball, and it was it was pretty fun to watch. And that's why they traded for Julio to yes. make one catch a season. Correct. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. Uh, fastest ball carrier through six weeks, Derrick Henry, uh, 21.8 miles per hour. Like that's six foot six, 240 pounds. Like to be that size and that fast is just dumb. It was not hard to predict that that guy was going to be a superstar. I don't no. know how anybody else didn't see it. I don't but. know if it was super hard. I mean, that, that was kind of the thing, though. And until he played the Chiefs, that was three years into his career, four years into his career. Nah, uh, like two. In 2017. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he, he was splitting backs with Deion Lewis? Yeah, he was yeah. with Deion Lewis. They had the ultimate <laughs> ends of the spectrum. They had Derek Henry, this monster of a man. They had Deion Lewis, who was basically just a third down receiving back, and it was, yep. like, tiny. Yep. And yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. That was 2018 was his breakout season with just over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, but he's been insane ever since he's then. Been insane ever since. But so it took you know three years to get him to that point. Some people, not a lot of. Well, I won't say not a lot. It was actually a lot of people were already starting to write him off until that third year when he started to break out in 2018. Yeah, yeah. It, it, weirdly, yeah. Of course, it was the Chiefs game in the playoffs. That was the one that. That We're really, just here to platform everyone's career. And it was in the playoffs. Yeah. Tyreek, Travis, yeah. Derek, Derek Henry, Henry, I guess. Uh, but Derek since then, everybody's been doing that for Derrick Henry since since then. That's uh, not not stoppable. Um, great game though. We've had some really fun Monday night oh, games man, this it, season. There's been some good ones, and this one's right I there. I was not expecting I, uh, this Bills team to lose, especially in that fashion. Like but that the, just that yeah. goes to show because it's been every team that has beat us so far has either lost in the weeks previous or lost in the weeks prior to playing us and they play up to the level to beat the Chiefs and it's always just barely except for the Bills and then they go the very next week and they lose to a team that they should easily handle. I saw the uh, I saw a tweet with all the results of primetime football this year and man have we had some good primetime football this year. Yeah, Almost we really every have. game has just come down to the wire. And There's been some very fun games. I believe once we hit week 8 or right after week 8 we can start seeing the flexing of schedules. Please. Please so do not ever have Seahawks Steelers. They did say this Sunday year that they were expecting again. to be able, or they had, they had the mobility to flex more games than prior years. So do look out for those flex schedules. Yeah. If you're a fan, you're going to the games, look out for that. Pay attention to it because the flex schedules will be coming. We what? are also, um, as of right now, when we are recording this, two weeks out from the trade deadline. Two weeks out. Something Two to watch out. out for. To the day. Something to watch out for, for sure. Last thing before we wrap up, do you guys like the fourth and one call for Josh Allen to sneak it? Uh, yeah. I think you have to. I think Josh Allen is too good of a quarterback to be sneaking at this point. I I don't think he's missed one yet. It's I, fourth I, and I, one. I, yeah, I, I like you can't the, give the ball to You can't give the ball to any of the running backs. They're too small. They're not known to make it. Josh Allen is a massive human being. You could throw it. You I just, could run it. You could give him the QB sneak. It doesn't matter. You just have to put the ball in his hands. I'm always, I can't disagree with that right. call. I'm but always this, in favor of the rollout. 
uh, on those short oh, yardage sure. plays because then you can give the ability for the quarterback to take off and scramble for the one yard, but yeah. you can also give the receivers the ability to get open. It puts the defense in weirder yeah. situations a lot of time. Also, fourth and one with a guy the size of Josh Allen, you should get it on the sneak, and they just happen not. I, mean, I am also on the side of the the future of the franchise not diving to the bottom of the pile. That's true. Also but fair. You've also got a guy like Tom that, Brady who has it who, who, who gets it every single time. I think that play should be killed now. It, it's, Only if you're Pat Mahomes. We've evolved yes. through that. And it has been. If you're Pat Mahomes, they if will never Mahomes, run a quarterback. We've evolved past QB that. Sneak. I don't think that play should be ran anymore, but that's just me. <laughs> Quarterbacks are way too important. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the TLCFP. I am Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savatini. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. I'm back. You better believe it. Kick Landon out. I don't know where I'm going now. I did. The, I tried to do a bit, and then I'm just I'm here now. I don't really know where to go. I'm just using this voice. Go Chiefs, I guess. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. What a, what a weird dude. Get that what guy out of here. I don't know about that guy. I don't know about that. <laughs> Bye. Bye.